Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bell. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here next to me on the stoop. Get you something cold or drink something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Me, being who I am, and decided to detox for 21 days. Water and lemon juice. The master cleanse. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I tried it a long time ago, and I would do it here and there to reboost my system and to, you know, align my mind and my body together. Um, it ain't easy. It ain't. But I don't want anyone to get hard on themselves or to, you know, put that guilt like, oh, I didn't do the whole 21 days. That's okay. It's okay. As long as you did a day, shit, if you did an hour, works for me. Works for me. I congratulate the effort. Because most people don't even do that. They don't. They just continue to eat and make excuses, but then complain. Oh, I can't take this way. Oh, I need to detox. Oh, my stomach. Oh, this. Oh, that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And they find excuses and they never get it done. But if you just do a day and you go, you know what? I did a day. Shit, I'm going to award you for the effort. At least you did it. Congrats. You know, not everybody can do 21 days. Not that shit. Some people do seven and feel great. Some people do 30. I did 30 days. That shit was not easy. The first three days is the hardest. I'm not even going to lie. Because you can't go nowhere. You are between your house, your living room to the bathroom. That's it. Or your bedroom to the bathroom. You ain't going nowhere. Right? You, you just flushing your system out. You ain't going nowhere. For those three days, you ain't going nowhere. Real talk. You are just, you know, emotionally, you're raw. Because everything is aggravating to you. Or it's just like, I'm sensitive. So you don't, you don't indulge. You don't indulge in anything. You stay focused. I tell people those are the times where you find a show that interests you. And because you're not going to, you know, read, get a book, read, limit your time on social media. Because for what? You're, you're releasing all of that. You're releasing the anger. You're releasing all of that. Everything. So you're flushing that shit out. So stay very limited on social media. Find you something to do within your house. You know, I folded clothes. I rearranged my bathroom. You know, I'm doing little by little for the first three days. After that, then you're going to get all this energy. You're going to start redoing everything. Bob the Builder, be outside, like all of that. But for those first three days, don't be hard on yourself. Don't. Do not. I always tell people, if you're going to detox for a long amount, you know, days, take two or three, really take take a week off. Take a week off so your body can adjust. 
because you get up early in the morning and you drink your sea salt. After 20 to 30 minutes, you back and forth on the bathroom all day, all day, between the lemonade, the water, all day. Then at night, you drink a laxative tea. Your sleep pattern and everything is going to be a little off. Your first, your dreams, you may not dream or your dreams are going to get kind of muddled. You know what I'm saying? You are going to feel, you know, like, what am I doing? Especially if you're a person that's constantly doing things, you're going to feel like you're lazy. But you're not. Your body is readjusting. Just go with the flow. Pray when you get up and pray before you go to bed. Pray. Make that your daily. For the first three days, all you need is wipes, tissue, a book, TV if you got an iPad, and some comfortable clothes. Take your showers, and at the end of your shower, start building up your body to where turn that cold water on. Turn the hot water on, take it, let that cold water hit you. Oh, okay, I'm revitalized. And that's it. That's all. That's it for your first three days. It's not rocket science. Yes, you're going to feel the hunger pains. Yes, you're, anytime you, you can, right now, your senses is on crack. <laughs> not even going to lie. Your senses are on crack. You can hear, you can taste, smell, all of that. Senses are on crack. Your brain is readjusting itself because... You're so used to chewing, you know. I'm happy this time because, see, the last time I did, I was smoking cigarettes. I was eating meat. Yo, those cravings was hitting me left and right. Bow, ah, I was going crazy, but I held on. This time, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't eat meat. So my daughter, because yesterday she was barbecuing. I don't eat barbecue. So I'm grateful for that. So she was like, Ma, can I use your stove to put my ribs in? When I tell you, meat will always smell to me. Like, it gives me a nasty smell. So I was grateful. I was in here laughing like, I'm so happy I don't eat meat because it gives you a nasty, it just, to me, it smells nasty. I don't walk in McDonald's. Like, when somebody tell me, oh, wow, meet me at the McDonald's, I, I can't. I can't walk in there. You know, the last time I walked in McDonald's, no lie. I was living, it had to be about three and a half years ago. I was living in uh, Far Rock. And I walked in because I wanted some fries. I had a taste for some fries. And when I tell you I was in there like, yo, sick. I was in there sick. Like, I didn't even eat the fries. So, nah. You know, I tried to get in to get maybe some tea. But I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. When I go to the Bronx and go to my godfather's house, you know, before I walk down, I would stop off at McDonald's and get a tea. Now I'm like, nah, because I can't, I can't really take that smell that's in there. I can't explain the smell, but I don't. Now, I ain't dissing nobody else. If you eat McDonald's, whatever, I, I know how to stand outside. I'd be like, yo, get your stuff and let's go. I used to have a real craving for the apple pies. No lie. But... All that now is just, it, it has ceased. So, I don't, I can't wait to, I mean, I can wait, but, because I want to enjoy this process 
But I'm like, yo, you know, when you when you detox and your body, you know, like sugar and all of that, all that processed stuff is out of your system. And, you know, now you have to decide what are you going to put in your body. And I'm drinking like gallons of water and, um, yeah, gallons of water. Mm. Excuse me. And when you come off, right, you have to break it with vegetable broth and orange juice, right, for the first 24 hours. And then you, now you got to decide, like, what it is you're going to start putting back in your body. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to go back to being a vegan. And, you know, I, I have a great respect for Tabitha Brown and a few other people that decided to change their life and eat healthy and, you know, find different ways of doing things. Um, it's not a lot of vegan restaurants that are up here. So a lot of stuff I get and cook myself. And I'm not mad with that. Um, there's a lot of, of processed stuff. So, you know, it is, but I'm grateful because we have a farmer's market and fruits and vegetables have always been my go-to, you know. Um, I've learned to substitute for meat, mushrooms, and it's always been like, I, I don't miss out. Like when I have a taste for a poor boy. And I don't want shrimp. I can take the mushrooms and chop them up and dip fry them and taste just like a poor boy. You know, so I'm grateful that I can uh, grind down pecans and add peppers and make it taste like ground beef. Like for real. So I'm grateful for that. I am grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that, you know... Um, I can now really, really, really take my, my health serious. Because, you know, we, we ignore a lot of our stuff um, because of fear. You know, procrastination and lazy no is most likely fear. Not believing that you can do it. Um, a lot of people always, you know, when I was... When I became a vegetarian, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I could never give up meat. And I was like, well, you can if you want to. The same way, you know, because I used to be the same way. Man, I ain't giving up meat. You crazy. And then I did it. Um, smoking. I, I mean, listen, I smoked weed so much. They used to call me stay high. And you would think, oh, uh, son, brother, weed to school, she'll stop. That shit didn't bother me. I was like, yeah, okay, okay. I just know not to smoke weed around them. But one day I just got up and I was like, yo, this ain't for me no more. And I quit. I did. Cigarettes. I saw my pops die. So I didn't want to go out that way. I don't I don't disrespect nobody that smoke. If they smoke too much, I know to, you know, go outside, get some fresh air. <laughs> I ain't gonna be under you. But you know what I've noticed? And I tried. I really tried. I was I was granted to date this brother, and he just kept on smoking. And in my head, 
All I saw was an ashtray and then I smelt it. Oh my God. I understand. I respect my smokers. But y'all know y'all stink, right? Real talk. I, I don't care how you feel. Y'all do. Y'all stink. Um, and so he was, he would, like, after every time he would come and visit me and he would, I cook, right? Because I was introducing him to vegan food and stuff. And he was liking it, you know, because I, I cook. So I don't care what nobody say. I cooks. So he was liking it. And after every meal... He was like, yo, let me go downstairs and he'll smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarette. And I'm like, so I asked him a really honest question because he had once said it. I was like, yo, I thought you said you was going to quit. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. But you got two packs. So, okay. After a year, right? I know I stayed 355 days too long. Um, After a year almost... I was like, yo, you're not planning on quitting, are you? And he was like, no, no, it work. I was like, yeah, no, nah, this ain't going to work out. Because, I mean, I don't smoke. You know, even when I would go and visit him, right? There, there's some cool restaurants. And I found this beautiful vegan restaurant. Shit was so cool. And I was so open. I was like, yo, this is so cool. And I just, I couldn't. I could not. I could not. He was standing outside smoking, and I was like, ah, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. You know, and it just, it, you know, we're still cool. We're friends, but nothing sexual, nothing like that. I mean, here I am putting my health in order, and I'm just going, nah, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I, I can't speak for anyone else. I just know I can't. I can't. So... Yeah, that didn't go nowhere at all, at all. And there's no regrets. There's no, um, like, oh, I should have tried a little harder. No, no. See, when you set your boundaries and you know what it is you're wanting and it's no, you know what you're capable of, why do we, and I'm talking to myself too, why do we put aside what we want so we can make this other person happy? But in the end, when you think about it, they're not making you happy because, shit, if you don't smoke, they smoke. They're killing themselves, and now your ass got to die from secondhand smoke. And then I also know that eventually, if y'all start being together and things form, you either going to go back to smoking or you're going to regret that shit, and it's going to become, y'all going to argue. Because after a while, when they're in the bathroom, they're going to want to light a cigarette. You know, I, I know people that be like, oh, you you know, I've been like my brother. I use my brother as a perfect example. My brother don't like nobody to smoke or drink in his house. Well, my two cousins uh, disrespected both of those rules. She was upstairs. So while she in the bathroom, she's taking a towel and running a cold shower smoking. Now, for a person that don't smoke, you're going to smell that shit. Person that do, you know, your senses are fucked up, your taste buds and all that. So I had to use the shower upstairs. And right when I went in, I was like, yo, man. She was like, oh, don't tell. Listen, that nigga gonna come up here, he gonna go off. So I had to let it air out and spray it and wipe it down. And I was like, yo. So my brother was like, yeah, you can use. Nope, I ain't using that bathroom. I wait. We just, or 
while I was down there, I just got up early before everybody else ran, just took my shower and everything, and then came back down because I wasn't doing that. That shit stinks. Then my cousin, he buys him some wine coolers and hides it under his seat and pours it in his his coffee cup. He's like, yo, make me... And I'm like, first of all, you're you're opening your home. And, and it all makes sense. You're opening your home, you know, you understand people have their things and all that. In the same way as we do in relationship and everything else, that we allow these people because we want... We hope that they'll change or we hope that, you know, eventually they'll see that this is not healthy for them. But that day never comes. So now you're either stuck, hard to move, or you're you're resenting them. And now it's just one argument after another. So why even put yourself in that predicament? The same way with spirituality, right? Because it all comes together. The same way with spirituality. I'm going to use a client as, as an example. Why read for people because they have the money? Knowing that they're not going to listen. They're not going to pay attention to you. They're not going to do nothing you you do or say or prescribe for them. They're not. And I can hear y'all, oh, well, I still got my coin. But are you really helping them or you're hindering them? Or you just, you know, they're just waiting around until you tell them something that they want to hear. And it's most likely some BS. Why do we constantly put ourselves in situations, places, at tables that don't respect you, that don't honor you, that don't even have the same mindset as you. Here it is. I, I used to sit at a table where all they did was gossip about people. That was it. It wasn't no, hey, yo, y'all, let's, we, I'm going to do an event, or yo, I'm going to bring, it wasn't that. It was you see what she posted on her page? Yeah, you see that? You see. So it was nothing that was growth. It was constantly a merry-go-round. We hating the same people. We're doing the same fucking thing. That shit is, it's, it's annoying. And I remember saying, hey, I'm going to revamp my life. Because this right here, when you look around and it's still going, what are you, because you can move in place. Where are you going? What are, what are the things you're doing? How are you helping? Are you growing? Because if you're constantly talking about people and constantly doing the same shit, where's the growth? Where is the growth? I, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Nobody in this fucking circle is successful. <laughs> like, no one is doing Anything, all we're doing, really, all we're doing is pointing at the people that are working and, and moving toward their success. We're pointing fingers and dogging them out. And that shit put me in a spot where, no lie, I remember hanging out in the projects, right? Usually, I get up and I go explore. I'll go somewhere if I'm off from work because I worked at the Botanica. And if I'm off, usually I'll go on an excursion to see New York again. You know, I either go out to Staten Island, go to Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, like go wherever, Jersey. And I said, no, I'm going to, you know, see if my friends want to go somewhere. So 
we the night before, I was like, yeah, y'all. He was like, nah, we're going to be outside at 9. I was like, okay, okay, good. Get me some tea, a little breakfast, and, you know, I'm going to meet y'all down there. Get down there. Not going to lie. It was Mary, Karen, right? We're sitting down there. And people would come and sit in the park with us, right? First, we were sitting over across from the seventh story. Then we gravitated our way to the park. And we're seeing people go to work, taking their kids to school. Like, we're speaking. Some people come over there and sit with us for about 30 minutes before they go or waiting for their ride and stuff. And just the neighborhood gossip or, you know, what people are doing, who's getting married, if they're having an event or something like that. And so 9 o'clock became 12. And I'm like, yo, y'all want to go to the city or y'all want to go to the diner, like to eat or, you know, no, 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 no. Or we'll walk to the store, right? One of us will walk to the store and the other ones will sit there if it's a whole bunch of people there or they'll run upstairs, can't run upstairs, check on our dad. We'll go and get something, right? Now, I, I don't know about y'all. I don't like eating outside. Right? I don't. Call me bougie. Call me stuck up. Call me whatever. I really don't. I like sitting in an establishment or sitting at a table in the house. So, I really had got chips and juice. Right? Because I'm like, yo, I'm not. And they're buying like, oh, get some Chinese food. Get a hero. Get that. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat cold cuts. Right? So, I had some chips and juice. And not even gonna lie. Um... We sat out there, and now it's 12, going on 1, 2. And I'm like, y'all don't want to go to the city. Y'all don't want to go to Brooklyn. Y'all want to go, yo, we go up on the Ave at King's Park and chill. No, girl, it's dangerous. Dangerous? Girl, we ain't like you. No, uh-uh. Now my, my anxiety and everything else is kicking in. Now it's at 4 o'clock. Now, the same people we saw in the morning, they're coming back. And the conversation was so crazy because people were like, damn, y'all still sitting here? I done went to work, made me some money, came back. And it always ended just like that. Like, y'all niggas is nosy. And then they'll turn and be like, but D, I'm surprised that you sitting out here. I was like, yeah, I know. I won't do this shit again. And... They were like, yo, don't make this no habit, girl. And I was like, nah, no. And they were like, girl, we have fun. What did we do? I was like, yo, what did we do? We sat here, talked about everybody, ate something, still talked about everybody. And that was it. What did y'all do? Girl, we did a lot. What? So then, now, it's like six, seven. I'm like, yo, I really wasted a day. I was so happy with my ex-husband. I'm not even going to lie. I remember that day when he said, yo, I'm going to go to the restaurant, him and my daughter. And my daughter's like, ma, you want to come? I jumped in that fucking car so, so quick. I, I even forgot I really was not his friend. But my daughter had asked him, and he was like, yeah. He was like, she better not do nothing to my car. And I jumped in there. I even spoke. I was like, hey. And... When I tell you, we're not, we're not the best of friends, but we grew up together. 
he just started busting out laughing. So my daughter is asking him, like, yo, why are you laughing? She was like, daddy, why are you laughing? He was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. So when we got out the car, my daughter's running, you know, going into the restaurant. And he said, I bet you your ass won't sit with them all day no more. And I knew then, I was like, you don't know me. And I started laughing and went in, right? Because it was so horrible to me just sitting there and not doing nothing. And the next day, they really did. They called me and they were like, are you coming down here? I said, hell no, girl. Once I go to work and then when I come back, I'm doing things. I made it a commitment to your, to myself. I would go up to Buffalo. I would go to North Carolina. I mean, South Carolina. I would go to Atlanta. I mean, I was everywhere. I was everywhere because that tri tripped me out to just sit there and point fingers and watch everybody else living their life while you're sitting there. Now, mind you, you have the means, the resources, you're not broke. You can go and do things, but you don't want to out of fear. And playing the victim gets you attention. Like, cheap, they would. They would sit in this park and call the dudes and be like, oh, my God, hey, hey, how's your girl? You know, I can't stand her. And, oh, my God. It was, just, it was horrible. It was. And then they had people going to the store for them and stuff. So they don't have to move. And they did this shit every day. And one day I was walking by. I was like, yo, I walk up to the train. I'm going to go to Manhattan, you know, walk around Central Park. And they were like, where you going, girl? I said, to the city. I, I'm not going to ask y'all. Because they was like, oh, you didn't ask us to go. I said, I'm never asking y'all. Y'all niggas don't go nowhere. And it was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. Have fun. I left, went to the city, enjoyed it, had fun, met up with some friends, came back, and they were sitting right there in that park. And I was like, wow. So when I started seeing the friends that I was associating with in the spiritual community, and I'm like, yo, y'all still doing the same thing. Where's the growth? We already came into the room. We're in the room. No one's taking advantage of the people that are in the room. No one's seeing these folks like, hey, let me network with them over here. Let me get this. No, we want to do the mean girl click and sit at tables and make fun of everybody. Well, that shit is only getting you coins. I don't want coins. Where's the growth? Where's the progression? Where are you progressing at? Where are you elevating yourself? Where are you the example? You know, there's none. Because you're living on this hamster wheel of trauma bonding and arguing and pettiness and immaturity. And you're just a whole bunch. So I was like, yo, let me leave. Let me remove myself. Let me detox. Let me get myself back in alignment because all of this is off. And I can't blame anyone but myself. But now I know. I've always known. It's just you get so complacent and you become so comfortable because doing those things that are going to challenge you where the blessing is on the other side, we tend to try to overlook that, put that in the back burner, leave that last. But knowing that if we do that one thing that makes us cringe, that put the fear in us, that we're scared to do, knowing that the blessing is on the other side, it will make everything else so much easier. For real. 
but we we don't we want acceptance. So I can't speak for anyone else. I can speak for me. All the people that I started hanging around with and all the fucked up people, you know, I I I didn't look at them. I just wanted to be accepted into the circle so, you know, I can do my spiritual stuff. I didn't look at the circle. I didn't look at the 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 image that was around it. I didn't look at the energy. I didn't look at the people that they were serving. I didn't look at the traumas. I didn't look at none of that. All I saw was, yeah, I'm doing this. And then I hit that block. And now it's like, okay, what the fuck? How did I end up here? Because I was walking with blinders on. And most of us, when we starting out on our spiritual journeys, we walk with blinders on. We just want to see ourselves get to that point of whatever it is. You know, some of us want to get to the point of being initiated. Some of us want to get to the point of being, you know, the stars readers. Somebody want to get to the point of having their own shop. And, you know, so we overlook and we just sit at any table, not even knowing. The other day, I'm, I'm grateful for this detox and I'm grateful for this, you know, setting up boundaries and, and standing on my morals and principles. The other day, this person hit me up. Now, I get it. You know, not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to associate with you. Great. But the person that hit me up, I don't know her, right? I didn't. I didn't know her. Um, she follows me. And I'm like, okay. But the people she was associated with, I didn't rock with them. So she hits me up to say she wants to destroy someone. And I'm like, well, why are you destroying them? Because you, you can't knock at my door. Why are you destroying them? And there's a reason why I'm sharing this. And she's like, oh, they're mimicking me. They're doing all of this. They're doing all that. And I'm like, well, who is this person? And I go and I check out the person. Y'all, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see anything. And it wasn't no reading. I just went to go look. I didn't see anything. I just saw a person making some content. But then she did something at a spiritual shop. She went there. She said the lady was nice. Now I'm looking at the shop like I know this shop. So I hit the girl back up and I'm like, hey, you know, this is who you mess with. I don't deal with those people. Yeah, well, I got to just your up. Let me block delete. Because see... I sat under those tables, right? And it wasn't the young lady. But I know the energy, if she's rolling with them, I already know what they do. Their energy is to always try to destroy someone. They want power. They don't care who it is. They take from the black community and they destroy us. They don't ever give anything back. They're the most racist people, piece of shit I've ever seen. And... They live off of just animosity, hatred, betrayal. They don't care because they just want the coin. They don't give a fuck about nobody else. And I removed myself once I took the blinders off to see who it was. Now, they tried to equate it as, oh, she's jealous because we are now her friend, friends with her god sister. She's jealous. 
No, I'm not going to sit at tables that black folks, you got all of this stuff by black people and you won't even acknowledge them. You only use them so around uh, income tax time or them extra months that they get extra pay. And why would a shop owner worry about how, when you get paid and what kind of job you do? Why? You're a shop owner. You, you, you're not even supposed to be caring what these people do. They come in, they're, cu they're customers. They come in, they buy something, they go home. But you, because that's when you start, you know, because you want that coin. <sighs> smoking mirrors, smoking mirrors. Um, but they're betrayed like they're so cool. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then they try to use the, well, fuck that black girl. We'll get another one. Black girl, they tried to get to replace me. They even dissed her. So, I'm like, okay. Alright. But see, you, your feet can't be under every table. You can't just align yourself with everyone. Just because a coin comes with it. All money ain't good money. I turn down readings from people. Nah, I'm good. And they be like, oh. You can't read me. No, it's not that. You just look like prison sentence or bail money. And I, I'm really not in the mood of doing all that. You know, um, then you have those people that will, you know, showcase, broadcast, do all of that. And when you see them or you get to know them like for real, they're just kids with broken toys. For real. Seriously. Smoke and mirrors is what I'm going to call this one. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. I remember uh, seeing someone write, you know, man, I'm having a bad day. I'm not getting no readings. You know, things are going upside down. And I thought to myself, I said, one, I commend them for being transparent. Right? But would you want to do a reading if your life is upside down and you're going through? Why would you want to put that, that energy onto someone else? So, back up. Heal. Find out what's going wrong. That's your sign of taking care of yourself. Instead, the person was like, you know what, fuck everybody, nobody don't want to book me for a reading. I'm like, damn, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want a reading from you, neither. Yeah. And the whole day, for matter of fact, for two days, that person was complaining. I'm like, if they would have took their advice, oh, I'm really in a messed up position, I'm not feeling well, those words right there. Hey, y'all, the shop is closed for two days. Spiritual maintenance. And that is it. That's all. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, I will say this. And if y'all take it as bragging, that's on y'all. I will say this. I didn't have a reading because I was in the process of revamping everything and realigning myself and preparing for this fast. But guess what? I didn't want for nothing. Why? People would 
be in my inbox or they'll be like, hey, I'm sending you something as a gift, you know, blessings to you. So I didn't, I didn't, that you, what's so amazing is the money I'll make in a month for doing readings, I was still getting and I wasn't doing readings like that. And I'm like, wow, wow. Wow. You know, when I when I looked back over, I was like, wow. Wow. And the little things is what's amazing. I'm not going to complain and say, well, I didn't get this and I didn't get that. Because when it's like that, when that pause comes in, that means it's time for you to rejuvenate yourself recreate yourself, take some time to heal, go outside, go do something, connect with your spirits, clean yourself off, take a spiritual bath, relax, go get a head rogation, go sit with some elders, go do something, unplug and go do something. And I guarantee you, when you come back, readings and everything else will be plenty. But when you think about it, Yo, I still had a, a maintain that, that income and everything else still maintained. I didn't lose anything. As a matter of fact, I gained. I gained. I gained peace for me. I, I'm a full, I'm working on a full battery. I'm not running around. And a lot of people do that. They be working next to E. And you be like, yo, you don't take a break? Nah, nah, nah. I got you. I got so when do you have a time to sit with your spirits or sit with you or rejuvenate yourself? Oh, when I go to sleep, nah. Do you clean yourself afterwards? After every reading, do you clean yourself? Are you praying? You know, you got to also protect yourself, protect your mental, your body, because we're not like our ancestors. They walked, they exercised, they did all that. We ain't doing that. We sitting behind the screen or a desk or a table all day. When is we getting some exercise, getting some vitamins, good old sun in us and, you know, going out laughing and doing all that. Not just, oh, I'm going with drinks with my friend. No, what are you doing to connect with nature? Like real talk. But we put up these smoke and mirrors and we don't want to live our true life. But yet and still, we want to criticize everyone else. And don't sit there and be like, well, you got bail. That's what you're doing now. No, what I'm trying to do is let you know it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take a day off. It's okay. Even God rested, my loves. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you don't have to go to the extent of detoxing. You don't have to go to the extent of, you know, fasting or doing none of that. But take a day. And just constantly doing and no day off or not really communing with spirit or sitting there enjoying your life, then where's the balance? Because if you don't see that in the world, then there's something wrong with you. Everything is a balance. That's what we are created for. There's good and evil. There's hope and misery. Everything is the opposite because there has to be a balance. All work and no play. Gonna make you horrible. Oh, but 
you know, I'm I'm working and spirit. No, no, stop. That's a lie. That's a lie. That is a lie. Everybody relaxes. How do you, you know, the, the craziest part, right? I have people that are hit me up and be like, oh my God, I'm looking for love. And I can't find a mate. And I'm like, well, do you go out? No, I go to work and go home. Well, what you think? God going to come and put a dude in, in front of you or a partner? When, when are you going to enjoy your life? So if all you do is go to work and go home, go to work and go home, go to work and go home, what the other person going to do if they do decide to come in your life? You want to go to the movies? No, I got to go to bed. I got to get up and go to work in the morning. And I've seen this. I used to be this, Right? Yo, you, you want to go, I had a brother, he used to be like, yo, come on, let's go to the movies. No, I got to go to work in the morning, I'm going to bed. Yo, do you want to, no, I got a, mm-mm, I got an early day, no. Or, hey, I'm going to come get you for lunch. You know, I'm booked, I got, I got. So then, what, what place does this person fit in? And I remember the brother saying, yo, either you married to your job or you married to your bed. Because those things that you love and that, what you want, you'll make time for. You make time for your job and you make time for your bed. You don't make time for people. I thought he was jealous of me. Real talk. This is how in my mind, because this is how unhealed I was. I'm sitting there like, are you just jealous? I'm trying to make some money. And he shook his head and was like, yeah, you're not ready. And he bounced. I was like, fuck him. Fuck him. This is me. I'm being honest. Fuck him. Fuck him. He's stupid. I, I'm happy I wasn't with him anyway. And then I was sitting around, smoking last table. We was all sitting around. And I was like, you know what? I just need to find me a man. And right when I said it, Smokelight has her microwave there, right? That she uses as a mirror sometimes. And when I turned and I looked, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I saw his face. And I was like, damn, y'all. Let me, let me just, I'm going to bed. And he was like, why? What's the matter? What happened? Bitch, you saw a ghost? You... Nah, I'm going to bed. I felt so fucked up. Because now I'm sitting here in front of these women like, oh, my God, I really need somebody. But I had somebody. But here it is. I want to be, I guess, the great I am or whatever the fuck. And there's no balance in my life. That now what? <laughs> so we always say we want these things. But we don't do anything to fix it. We want to lose weight. Girl, I need to lose some weight. I'm big. Oh, my God. This COVID weight got me. You want to go for a walk? Girl, no. I ain't walking. I'm going to get me something to eat. Girl, you want to go to join the gym? No, girl. I ain't got time. So if you're not going to fix the problem, what the fuck are you complaining for? Real talk. Oh, my God, I'm going to leave him soon. This is the best one. I'm going to leave him soon, girl. Yeah, girl, I can't take it no more. This relationship is horrible. I believe it. Well, what happened, girl? You still with him? Yeah, I know. I just can't leave. Let me tell y'all this story. My brother was with his baby moms for eons. They was teenagers. I was coming home from hanging out. My brother was coming home from work, and we're sitting there, you know, sharing the joint. 
right there in front of 110.13.160. And that nigga just kept on. I, 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 he was like, yo, I can't do this. I can't do this shit no more. And I was like, what? Now, mind you, his kids was in the house with his baby moms. And I'm like, what are you talking about, nigga? What, you had a bad day? You ready to quit your job? He was like, nah, nah. And that nigga gave me the joint, and he walked off. So I just assumed maybe he was going to the store or whatever. So my sister-in-law, she came outside. His baby mom, she came outside. She was like, where you at? And I was like, yeah, he walked up the block. That nigga kept walking. With his work clothes on, I guess whatever money or wallet he had, he left everything in my mom's house. Left everything. My brother was going for like six or seven months. We didn't see my brother. People would come by the house and be like, yeah, I saw your brother. He said he good. Like, y'all don't worry about him. Now, mind you, his baby mom's is going, oh, fuck him. I can't stand him. Crying where the fuck he at. <laughs> but when you had him, right? He wasn't the world's best. Don't get it twisted. But when you had him, you would disgrace him. He would cheat. She would cheat. Like, it wasn't nothing good. Right? So, but he couldn't take it no more. And this nigga walked off. Walked off. Left for a good six or seven months. Came back. Had a new girl. And was living his life. And I was like, nigga. Like, what? What? What is wrong with you? And for a long time, I wouldn't speak to my brother. Because I was like, yo, how you leave your family? How you just up and leave? Until I got in a situation like that. I was like, yo, I can't take this shit no more, man. I just got my kids and I bounced. I bounced. <laughs> I bounced. I left. And I understood. And the next time I saw him, man, me and him were sitting down. And he was like, now you get it. And I was like, yeah. If you are not happy in a relationship, in a job, in a home, wherever, you're not a tree. You can get up and go and get the life that you deserve. But we will find excuses to stay, and it doesn't make it better, especially if neither one of you are working on making it better. The kids have to go through that shit, and... You know, I remember sitting around a homegirl of mine and, you know, her, her and her man was just arguing, arguing. So I was sitting in the room with the kids and they was like playing in their toys and just talking. And I was like, yo, this don't bother you? They was like, this shit is normal. I'm never getting married. I'm never getting in a relationship. And I had to sit down with my homegirl like, yo, this is the example you're giving to your kids. Like, Stay. Because you, you want the money or the home. And knowing you're miserable. So your kids are looking at that. And you going to think they're going to have functional relationships? Because what they're saying is horrible. And we were friends. So we could talk like that. I will say she did. She got up. She left. She moved to California. Doing great. Right? Last time I heard from her. But I get that. Why do you stay? Why are you there? Why? No matter what it is. If you know this is not helping you, elevating you, inspiring you, 
See, there's a difference. If you know that, okay, I can't give in. I'm going to give up. No, this, this is not that conversation. Or, you know, I spent all this money because you're not studying. You're not investing in yourself. No, this is not that conversation. This is a conversation where your peace and your happiness reigns. Your comfortability, being accepted, being to not tolerated, but being celebrated. You know, I am now, now after healing in a good space where I can sit and talk to my ex-husband. First of all, I, I'm not ever giving no more that much power over me. Where if I see you, I'm going to get angry and aggravated. Nah, you, you don't exist. Our time is up. And if it is in a respectable setting... How you doing? And I'm going to keep walking. We're not going to sit and have conversation and coffee and donuts and talking. No, no, no. Or I can ignore you and keep it going. doesn't mean I hate you or anything. You don't exist. You don't exist. My ex-husband and me, we were toxic from the beginning. <laughs> we were young. And that's not making an excuse. You know, we did get married. Um, we got divorced and so much between people in our ear, between us not knowing what a relationship was and all of that, it just made us mortal enemies. And the world and the community, not the world, but the community, the area where we lived, they were happy with that to keep us separate. So they were whispering in my ear, they were whispering in his ear, just to keep us separated. Children are grown now. I don't need to... I hope you the best in whatever life has to offer. Because, see, when you're constantly battling with someone, you, you give them that power over your life. And I'm telling y'all all of this so you will know that do what's right for you. Stop living with the smoke and mirrors. You're making it a seem or assume that this is great. No, you don't have to get online and tell people your business. Not at all. If you're going to take anything, a page out of anyone's book, use Chadwick Boswick, the Black Panther. You paid him to be an actor, to be a motivational speaker, to inspire people. You didn't pay him to get into his personal business. And the team that he had respected that. There was no leakage. Oh, well, you know, he did. Nah. You know, and he lived his life and lived his destiny and didn't left to where we're still honoring him. So, and he, he lived to his potential. And that was it. Live to your potential. Invest in you. Have those unnecessary conversations. Do those things that challenge you so you could be a better you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? If you know that your health is rocky, go get a checkup and find a, a diet or a regimen or a routine to help you lose the weight. If you know that you and your husband is going through something, and y'all both still say, well, there's some love here. Then go and get some marriage counseling and work on there and get everybody out your business. If you know that the circle of friends that you are sitting around and no matter what, y'all have had these conversations like, oh, let's find ways of, you know, making income and, and money and let's start networking with people. And all they want to do is tell you everything bad about a person. Change your circle. Change your circle. Go heal yourself so you won't get the repeated cycle. Everybody you run across, you don't have to trauma bond with them. And number one key of 
If you don't know how to be a friend, then learn that. Learn what it is to be a friend. Because not everybody understands that. Being a friend don't mean I have to talk to you every day. Girl, why? This ain't the 60s. I don't have to talk to you every day. But I'm going to be there, you know, if your kids have a birthday party or you your anniversary, whatever it is, I'm going to support you. The way you point to me, the same way I'm going to point to you. But if we are constantly trying to throw at each other, first of all, and this is a whole new, so tune in um, for a new one because this needs to be discussed. If you are a person or you constantly see these people constantly throwing voodoo and, and lighting candles on people that they consider their friend, I suggest you leave those people alone. Because today it's them. Tomorrow it's going to be your black ass. Real talk. Real talk. That's why smoke and mirrors. Live your potentials. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Get your shit in order. Get your stuff in order and take time off. The world is not going to end. Spirits are not going to stop talking to you. And when I say take time off, pray, do whatever you need to do, and go and enjoy the day. Go and enjoy the day. I used to, this is one thing that tripped me out. I've been doing cards for 29 years, right? My son will be 39. My son is 39. He'll be 40, so soon he'll be 30 years. Um, That mark. I used to carry my cards with me wherever I go. Wherever I go, I would carry my cards. If I ain't going to an event where there's readings, I ain't carrying no cards at all. And it bugs me out because people always that know me be like, yo, you don't have your cards? No, they're in the house. What? You don't carry your cards? Well, one is you should be in tuned enough with your spirits where you don't need the cards. They are a crutch. It's true. And they're the, the, the keys to open up other doors of whatever gifts you have. That I do believe. But when I'm going outside to enjoy my life, I already know my spirits walk with me. I already know who's with me. So I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun, have conversations, relax, and just be me. I'm not going to be like, oh, you want to read it? Yeah, I do. Co I. It is so beautiful when you can walk in a room and you don't have to announce yourself. People already know who you are. And trust me, I've walked in a room where I've never met none of these people. I don't know them, but they know who I was. It was like, nah, she's somebody spiritual. I, and they would come to me and be like, hey, I understand you are relaxing. Can I get your information? Because I would like a reading later on. Oh, okay. See, that's how you know. And it takes time. Building your character, standing on your morals and principles, removing yourself, healing Healing is the number one thing. Healing from all of that. Removing blockages. Stop living like you're a drug dealer. Every time you got to live over your fucking shoulder where somebody's doing something to you. Stop. Do you think your egos, your spirits, your gods want you to constantly live in fear like you, Raheem, the motherfucking drug dealer? Or do they want you to be at peace and enjoy every part of this world while utilizing and opening up every gift that God gave you? Think about it. I love you. Happy healing. Pray for me. There's no lives because... <laughs>
the skin and everything is just not good right now. I have three more days and then this will start clearing up and I'll be so happy. Be good.